Cheers, Loose Change listeners. Join us for today's special drinking episode where we discuss our top five power rankings, our MVP discussion about the MVP award race and the controversy around the award itself, as well as our bet stamp bet of the week. Everybody, and welcome back to the football edition of the Loose Change Podcast. It's our first ever drinking episode. Cheers! Woo! I'm so fucking pumped. Let's do this. What are you drinking today, Dan? I got the Sleeman 2.0. Oh, oh a little whatever's in the fridge action. Yes, sir. There we go. <laughs> Sleeman's all right. Sleeman oh, is a prototypical it's... average beer. It is it's, the go-to. It's a good like bar to measure. Like how will you compare beers to Sleeman is how I would rate if it's good or bad. Worse yes, or better it, than Sleeman. Good or bad. It is, it is the Mendoza beer. line. Correct. If Dan was drinking a crap my... beer, he would have told you before you asked. <laughs> I got this exactly. triple IPA. <laughs> you can't see uh, through What are you drinking, Ty? I've got a 50% rye whiskey. 100 proof. Oh. Hundred percent, five dollars off at the LC. We're looking to get a loose change promo code with them soon. It's in the works. We'll get back to you soon. Yes. Um, Kyle, how about you? Drinking episode. What are we doing here? Um, I'm uh, I'm doubling down. I've got some uh, spiced rum and ginger ale, and then I've got uh, a Jager bomb on standby. Oh, you know what? Let's just start it off with the Jager bomb. Let's <laughs> let's start the episode off with a shot. It's the oh, drinking episode. Come on. We're not messing around here. Let's talk some football, shoot some shit, and get drunk. What do we think? Yes, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yes. I hate shots. Definitely ready to talk football now. Drunk football episode. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. How was the fifty percent shot? Yeah, delicious. I love ethanol. Your shot start... free throw line. Tweet that right now. <laughs> I love Shaq. He's always popping up on the commercials in Canada. He's selling printers right now in a hockey jersey to appeal to Canadians. I love him. Shaq is a businessman and a business man. man. And he's the size of a business man. If Shaq was in the NFL, what position would he play and how good would he be? Left tackle and he'd be an all pro. I think he could be the best tight end of all time. I mean, no, never mind. He has brick hands. Yeah, you're right. He has to be a tackle. No, nah, you, oh, yeah. you throw him in in the backfield, man. Throw oh, he's the best Derrick Henry of all time. Back. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. St- stiff arm only. I'd be holding down X with him in Madden all day. <laughs> I love like Shaq. Fridge. Yeah. Shaq back in the day fast. was so entertaining too. Like the all-star games and dancing with LeBron. As a 10-year-old, I ate that shit up. Oh, man. He has a very fun personality for sure. I they love watching have done the him new Space Jam with him. Yeah. yeah. But there's already Shazam. Or is there? Or is there? Yes. <laughs> Let's get back into football talk. Um, Power rankings. Let's start with our power rankings. We're, what, 
two thirds, three quarters into the season, almost two thirds, almost. Yes. About Let's there. talk about which teams are contending for a Super Bowl here. When I'm thinking power rankings, we don't have to go through the regular season standings and go one through five. I think these power rankings should be about like, hey, we're two thirds into the year. It's all about the Super Bowl, baby. Who has the best chances? Don't put a team in here that you don't think can win the Super Bowl is what I think in your top five power rankings. Because we're only doing our top five. How do you guys want to do this? Want to just do, we'll do all do our ones and then twos and so on and so forth. Or you guys want to do yeah, five to yeah. one. Yeah, that's uh, let's go one. Let's go one to five. I want to know your guys top your number one contender in the league. I'll right now. start then. It's not the Eagles. It's the Eagles. <laughs> oh, there we go. Eagles we fan go. Tyler picking the Who Eagles. Who would have guessed it? And I know I just said it shouldn't be about regular season record, but they're 10 and one. I mean, the guys are primed for a Super Bowl uh, run. I think it's Super Bowl, like make the Super Bowl or bust for the Eagles at this point, which is crazy to say. If they don't make the Super Bowl, it's kind of a disappointing season because that's how good they are. That's how good they've been. Their defense before the last six weeks was so good. I was ready to like put them in the Super Bowl, but lately it's been very concerning. Uh, but despite that, their offense has been so good. I know they're getting healthier, and more than anything, their offensive line, which is I think the best in the so league, good. so healthy, Kyle, which is the most important. Finally. It never happens for the Eagles. Finally, a, the Rock it's has come back. Yes. I'm so pumped for the Eagles this year. As soon as they get Jordan Davis back, they'll be back in it. So power rankings, I have the Eagles first. Kyle, tell me why you have also have the Eagles number one. I do actually have the you Eagles do? number yes. one. I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Hide in his picks. I, Still so can't. one of the big difference makers for me between like some of these top teams is that I just think that the Eagles can beat you in every single aspect on the football field. Like right. I look at some of these teams like the Bills where they don't really have much of a run game outside of Josh Allen. They have a good defense and a good passing game. You look at like the Dolphins where they have a really good passing game. Their defense has struggled. The run game has been hit or miss. The Eagles have just been like such a good well-rounded team like they can yep. attack you with the pass they can attack you running the ball if you're gonna you know stack the box to prevent Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders from hurting you on the ground AJ Brown's going for a touchdown Devontae Smith's getting six catches for 90 yards and if you manage to stop their offense guess what you've got to deal with one of the best defenses in the league on the other side of the ball they're deep in the trenches like you mentioned like they have the best offensive line in football in my opinion they have a really deep defensive line that's just getting healthier where would you rank their defensive line like top five easily like easily, it's, it's right? got to be uh, probably top three i think and they're the second best defensive line in the league people look at defensive line and they they look at starters which yeah they think of the best starters player. are important but these big men cannot get after the quarterback and cannot rush every single play. So you're getting like, if you have a really good starting defensive line, they're on the field for like 60% of the snaps, which is really good. But and that's what they've been doing on the D line, because you want to keep those legs fresh. You want to get those bodies filling holes and putting pressure. And that's what the Eagles have done so well. Like you've got just, numerous bodies across the defensive line that can make an impact on the game. And then you've got one of the best secondaries behind it. Um, 
I'm curious to see what happens with CJ Gardner Johnson because he was playing lights out. For those but... that don't know, he lacerated a kidney in his last game. So hopefully he's back for playoffs. Obviously, the Eagles don't need him in the regular season. I've Tyler been told it's about a four to six week timeline for him right now. Are you going to donate a kidney, yeah. Tyler? Here's the thing. If if someone told me the future and said, hey, the Eagles Super Bowl depends on your kidney going to CJ Carter Johnson, because <laughs> if he's on the game, he wouldn't have gotten the game winning pick with a minute 47 in the fourth quarter. I'd have to like consider it for like a solid few And you're hours. a perfect match. <laughs> you're perfect. What, what if I'm like the only match, right? Yeah. I would think I would have to do it. And also, I think I wouldn't have to work for the rest of my life because Eagle, I would leak the story to Eagles fans that I did that, and they would shower me in a GoFundMe with a bunch of gifts. So the Eagles Twitter tweets out tomorrow, we're looking for a generous fan to donate his kidney and we'll give them <laughs> okay. season tickets next year. And, a, and, a, and, ticket, and tickets to the Super Bowl if they make it. When they make it. Oh, man. <laughs> Box. <laughs> Wow. You only like you already have two. You only need one. Here's the thing. I it's the drinking episode. So I, maybe it's just that, but I'm 100% saying yes. Let's do it. Here's my kidney I'm CJ. Their PR stuff. No. You got to ask for a ring. Only but if I, was, I can get a Super Bowl. Yeah, ring. you got to you got to get a ring. I'm oh, I'm 100% getting a you kidding me? Part of me my was on that a part field. of my body was on that field during that goddamn game. I got a ring. Oh yeah. I would love to do anything for the Eagles. You guys need me to, if you guys ever get injured like you did in 2019, you have Greg Ward as your number one receiver. I'll be the number four. You hit me up. I can run some rounds. Greg Ward is so good. If you ever see the Eagles in an injured game against the Giants, Boston Scott and Greg Ward will come to the rescue. But we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Eagles, Eagles. Tell me, Dan, do you also have the Eagles number one in your power rankings? I of course had to be the odd man out here, and Boo. I took the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, <laughs> the yeah. home of the Chiefs. Why and I took the Chiefs because I'm using some circumstantial evidence here. That's like using my favorite a... kind of evidence. Yeah, because it's a. I'm using some evidence that doesn't. It, you know, when people look at the rankings for power rankings it's mostly what they're like what they're you're doing this season what are, where are you doing for me right now but i'm kind of looking in the past and the chiefs have been here before they're they're always duking it out for that number one spot in the power rankings and here they are once again with a a, a different roster than they have had before because I'd say they've had stronger rosters in the past and somehow they're in the same spot they are that they have been in like probably what the past five seasons they've been pretty yeah. consistently competing for the number one seed I mean even before Mahomes this is Mahomes sixth year the year that he was a rookie when Alex Smith started they had the number one seed that year too so like every year for like six years yeah, and uh, it, here they are again with pro- going into the season. I was not confident in the Chiefs, but uh, just because of their like, the yeah, I wasn't hot on them. Like, of course, they're going to be a contender, but I did not see them being like maybe in the Super Bowl, right? But the way they've been playing this year, I see them as the the number one team. 
Like they've been here before. They know their system. And I think that they're the number one right now because like in a playoff matchup, you take them over the bills, Eagles, 49, I mean, anyone. Yeah. yeah Cause like right Eagles, now they play in the super bowl. You're taking the chiefs. I th- I think so because they, they they have I the think experience that's and and they had they are five and zero right now they haven't lost since they played the the Bills and in that close game right. and they just they just lost and every time the Chiefs and the Bills play it seems it's that one possession whoever has it at the right moment wins the game and this year it seems. That the, the Chiefs are, have that edge over the Bills because the Bills I have lower in my rankings. Spoiler alert. Uh, just because I feel like how the, those two teams, like comparing them because they always seem to match up against each other in the AFC East, I have the, yeah. the Chiefs above them because they seem to be just a tad more consistent with uh, a group of guys that I didn't expect them to be consistent with. And to your point, Dan, I have the Chiefs number two. Because the Chiefs are like the guys at the start of the podcast, our first ever episode, Kyle and I did a little intro about ourselves and our little predictions for the season. I said that Hertz would be an MVP candidate and my Super Bowl prediction was Bills Eagles. I'm telling you, at this point of the season, I think the Chiefs would win a game against Buffalo if they have home field. I think home field's really, really big. And right now they have the advantage. So yes. going forward, that's why I have the Chiefs as my number two. Kyle, you with me? Are Chiefs number two in your power rankings? No? You no. go Bills? I, I don't even go Bills. I'm taking Dolphins number two. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Let's transition yeah. to that. Why? So, I like it. I like I it. I just think that the Dolphins, like, they haven't lost a game with Tua yet. I mean, right. They, you like, take out the Bridgewater games, games without Tua, and they are playing lights out football. Like no one has the secondary to contain Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Mike McDaniel's has proved my theory going into the season that he is an amazing offensive coordinator with amazing offensive schemes. He knows how to utilize his playmakers. He knows how to create space and running lanes for his running backs. They went and traded for Jeff Wilson. And this guy looks like a fucking first overall draft pick. Like he looks How about so this good. first year coach too, just grabbing all the 49ers X players and just turning them into studs. Yeah. Like he, I mean, he's doing such a good job and like he's doing he, great. He said it in an interview, but yep. uh, just to reiterate, he's, a very good he's very good at using players to fit a scheme versus using just talented players like that he went out and got jeff wilson and raheem moster who he knew worked in his offensive scheme in the zone run scheme where he was going to have these open lanes created where he needed speed and acceleration he went and got those guys that he knew were going to fit that because players like uh chase edmonds weren't getting it done for him so I think that he's an excellent coach. I think Tua's playing at an MVP level. They've got the best wide receiving core in football. And it it's kind of overlooked because they haven't been playing well, but they do have one of the better secondaries in football with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. And to support um, your point, Kyle, the first five weeks, they were the 30th ranked defense. And over the last five weeks, they've been the fifth ranked defense. And, like they went out and acquired Bradley Chubb. 
like that's such an overlooked piece like you've got that's a, a great great piece. Like i forgot about that, that pickup you go and trade for bradley chubb you've got jalen phillips and javon holland who are these you know rising stars on the defensive side i think they're hitting their stride at the right time and i think that they can win a game against anyone in the nfl right now you know what? That's a great point. Similar to the Bengals last year who got to the Super Bowl. I, I was just about to say Absolutely. that. Yeah. I feel very similar about last year's Bengals team to this year's Dolphins team, don't you guys? Yeah, I do. 100%. It, like, very much mimics it because last year you saw Joe Burrow just go on a tangent in his second year with Jamar yep. Chase and T. Higgins, and two is doing the exact same thing right yeah, now. Yeah, having a similar year. And like a lot of these teams that when it comes down to a playoff game, like with the Chiefs and the Bills, it's like one possession. And I feel like with a lot of these teams duking it out at the top five level, it could just come down to like that one score game because I, I feel like a, it's a, a more even playing field than past seasons. Yeah, fair enough. Do you, well, tell me, Dan, who do you have as number two in your power rankings? Obviously, I I think I hope it's more obvious. Well, after Kyle's guess, I guess it's not, but I am going with the Eagles here. Yeah, because well, I have them at number one. So yeah, it like right. It's it like uh, if you it's still not have my number the one, two. it has yeah. If it's not my number one, it had to be the number two, and I had to play devil's advocate just a little bit. I think because I was expecting an Eagles pick from you, Tyler. And I, I was guessing probably Kyle was taking the Eagles number one as well. But yeah, the Eagles just probably the feel good story of the year for me. Cause I, after like a down year for them last year, a bit, there was a lot of turmoil last year felt like a tough year for the Eagles, just like as a fan, probably Tyler, would you agree? Last year we started two and five and it was terrible for the first half of the season. And then we finished nine seven, made the playoffs somehow, lost to Tom Brady in the playoffs, went to the year with multiple draft picks. I've been a happy Eagles fan since about week seven last year. That's good to hear. And I feel like that is probably probably the turning point, right? Of the Eagles, because um yeah, because the, the honestly, yeah. Uh I, I'd say it's probably hard to find like chinks in the Eagles armor right now. I like Kyle said earlier, I'd say they're they're I'd say they're most one of the most like <laughs> solid teams all the way around. Like they, <laughs> they are. Yeah, because and that's what's carried them to a lot of uh, wins this year, I think, is just them be like Kyle said, like I look at their D line. Uh they can only be on the field 60% of the time. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We've talked about it, the Eagles long enough, and I'd love to see them match yeah, exactly. up against I Miami. Like you guys have covered most of like what has to be said about the Eagles. But I wouldn't you agree that like an Eagles Miami Super Bowl would be like extra thriller because of the Tua versus Hertz matchup? Which was oh, a college oh, kind of unreal. Wouldn't that exactly. set up perfectly? And dude, that's a legitimate option. Like the Dolphins are the third favorited team in the AFC to make it, and the Eagles are the first favorited team in the NFC. We could Plot very realistically see that. It's not even just Hurts Tua. It's Hurts and Devontae Smith versus Tua and Jalen Waddle. Oh, I forgot they're <laughs> all on the team. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. 
It's like, which, who, who's a better quarterback? Who's a better, who's a better receiver? receiver? Bro, <laughs> give me that. I Please. want that so Please. bad. I'm also a fan. Like, I'm not a fan, but I cheer for the Dolphins and have since they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just because I love Fitzy and I love, I'm a left-handed guy myself. I love lefty quarterbacks. I loved Vic back in the day. He was my favorite quarterback and I'm loving Tua. It's fun to watch. It's a subtle difference, but you run an offense differently with a left-handed quarterback. It's fun to see. Yeah. It's really hard to use on Madden though, honestly. I believe it. You totally (laughs) sold me on the Dolphins (laughs) making it far though. I do have the Dolphins on my power rankings at five, but I have Bills three. We talked about the Bills Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like I think it's clear that Bills are all in our top three, right? Kyle, you have Bills three? No, yeah, they're my three. You're three? They're okay. Three. Dan, yeah, you have I had Bills three. three. <laughs> I had the Bills at three as well. Yes. We all, I, it makes sense because you can't put the Bills not in top three. And but I you can't put, put them at number one this year either, no. I don't think. No, they could have. Now they, you can't. You could have, yeah. but now you can't. That's right. When they beat yeah. the Chiefs, I think you could have. But I mean, that we all agree that Chiefs are higher in the rankings and they beat them earlier in the year. So. It's just one of those things. This year is super fun because literally any team could win. There's a few teams on this power rankings that I think could very well win the Super Bowl that aren't on the power rankings. Sorry. But Bills are yeah. three. For me, at number four, I go 49ers. The, okay. I'm, the I'm CMC trade. That argument. The CMC trade was big for them. I think their defense is amazing. Over the last three weeks, they've averaged 10 points allowed. And it doesn't get much better than that. With playoff matchups, we saw this with the Bengals last year. You can win by running the ball well, playing good defense, and winning on third downs. That's what the Bengals did a lot. And they could do it because they had amazing receivers. But let's be honest, they ran the ball a lot, and they played great defense. Does that not sound exactly like the 49ers this year? They have a great defensive line, a great O-line. They have amazing talent. They have Debo. They have Kittle. They have McCaffrey. They have Ayuk. If Jimmy G can just play good enough, good. I could easily see them winning the Super Bowl, beating my Eagles in the NFC Championship. It's totally doable for the 49ers. And I think it's a popular pick. Every single time I hear a Super Bowl prediction, I hear these 49ers mentioned. They're a very popular team. Have you guys noticed that yeah. as well? Yeah, even like when like the 49ers have had their question marks, I've felt like analysts have always given even them the benefit Trey of Lance, the doubt. Right? When Trey Lance yeah. hadn't even started a game, they were giving them the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. They, I feel like analysts are always just giving them the benefit of the doubt when really we haven't seen many results from them, but this year they seem to be putting out results. So I like, I was, I like the pick. I was surprised that they snuck into someone's top five just because there's so many good contenders, like you said, but I, I like the pick because they are another team that's solid all around run pass defense. They have, and you know, options. what's really important. They're healthy in all of those segments too. Dude. Yes. And they have, that's been part of football. Healthiness is important and it's really, really important. Often it's not the best team that wins. It's the most healthy, good team that wins. Yes. You can yeah. look at that across sports, NHL, mm-hmm. NBA, all of them, NFL, especially. 
I just, yeah. I really like my 49ers at number four. Kyle, who's your number four pick in your power rankings? I, I love that the 49ers are in your top five. I tried to find space for them in mine. I just... So tough to whittle it down. I think that Debo's been a bit of a non-factor, which I don't like to see. And he's dealing with they a have, quad this, this week too. He's always been injury prone. I mean, they have other good options. I just don't think they have anyone that's game-breaking at this point. You don't think um, CMC even the way or they've Kittle been using are game-breakers? CMC hasn't been game-breaking. Kittle hasn't been game-breaking, not the way they've been utilizing them. So unless they change their scheme to really focus around those guys, which we haven't seen from them, I, I don't see them you know, keeping pace with a team like my number four pick, which is the Vikings. Really? Um, I have the Vikings at number four because I think Kirk Cousins and Jimmy G are pretty comparable i think kirk cousins is playing in a better offensive scheme right now i love what kevin o'connell is doing in minnesota uh, i love the way he utilized cooper cup we've seen the rams fall apart this year after losing their offensive coordinator and i think that that's a big reason why and that's i think that i mean you have the best wide receiver in the game at justin jefferson i've already given my take on that and it seems like it's very difficult to contain him and now you've added weapons in tj hawkinson who opened the field up a little bit you have players like kj osborne and adam thielen who are not scrubs at all at the wide receiver position and you've got a, a really good running back in the backfield in dalvin cook you spent a lot of draft capital on your offensive line that's starting to play well starting to come together um and i mean their their front seven strong their secondary has been a bit weak um, just because they are getting a little bit older. But I, I really think that the Vikings' offensive firepower and the different ways they can attack you will be the the game-breaker over a team like the 49ers. I love the how do you 49ers. Feel about, how do you feel about the defense, though, for the Vikings? I, I definitely have my concerns about the Vikings' defense, which is why I don't have them higher. That's right. why I have the Eagles yeah. so high. Um, I just think that like, if you matched up the 49ers and the Vikings, I think that the Vikings can outscore the 49ers given their two defenses. Yeah. I feel like the Vikings are the, probably the more reliable offense out of those two options. They've had statement wins against like the dolphins and bills. Like I know that they played against the Teddy Bridgewater dolphins, but they weren't without weapons in that game. And Teddy Bridgewater's still a mediocre quarterback and then they like they go and beat the bills like their only really bad loss was against dallas where they just couldn't seem to hit their stride at all dan who's your number four pick my number four pick is a team that has already been mentioned the miami dolphins right okay and my number five is the dolphins so i'll get that out of the way too yeah dolphins are totally a top five team in my power rankings and all of our power rankings it seems yeah, yep. and in piggybacking off of the reliable offense, I feel like the Dolphins have been a very reliable offense. Maybe sometimes a one-trick pony, you know, Tyreek is eating up a lot of the targets and a, a lot of snap share, and even Jalen Waddle, right? Like, it's it, those seems to be, like, the perfect one-two punch this year. And a one-two punch that's finally hitting its stride. Last year, we saw the the beginnings of it, and this year, with Tua, Hill, and Waddle, and the backfield finally actually having some consistency. Mm-hmm. 
It's actually uh, crazy the comparisons you make from last year's Bengals team and this year's Dolphins team. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty uh, interesting to see. And like you said before, I loved that you you mentioned that because I I see the comparisons, and I'd argue, like you said, the 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 49ers, I'd say too, are kind of the Bengals of the NFC as well. Just the the way they're built this year. Who do you have as number five, Dan? I have the Dolphins. I have the Cowboys. The Cowboys Ooh. stuck in your top five, eh? Yeah, that defense is convincing. Yeah, that finally it's one of those defenses that should have been good the past few years, but they finally are good this year. If you know what I mean, like they're like top five oh, this year. That's what's them. yeah. That's what's always let them down is the defense, and this year they finally convinced me enough that. I don't think in a lot of games the defense will let them down. And when you look at the offense, I mean, there are so many powerhouses on that offense that it's hard to leave them out of the top five. Are you guys a believer in CeeDee Lamb? For fantasy, yeah. Like, okay, I'm talking about, like, real NFL. Like, Dan, you mentioned, like, their pool of offensive weapons. I think they have great running backs, for sure. Are their wide receivers good enough to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. So this is where, like, my argument against the 49ers comes in, where, like, Debo as a wide receiver is not game-breaking enough where if you're down a score in the fourth quarter, you can't just be like, I'm fucking throwing this ball to Debo Samuel, and he is going to go win this game for us. Uh, I look at someone like CeeDee Lamb, where – you, okay. you can't do that. Like, you can't be like, I'm just going to throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb and he's going to go win the game for us. You look at the Eagles, you've got A.J. Brown. You look at the Dolphins, you've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You look at the Bills, you've got Stephon Diggs. Those are players that you can literally, as a coach, game plan. They know that the ball is going to this guy and he is going to make a play anyways because that is our guy. And I don't think you can say that about someone like CeeDee Lamb. Um, which is why I think that he's, you know, he's a really good complimentary wide receiver that's going to see a lot of targets, but I don't see him as like a an upper echelon wide receiver in the league. Dan, do you agree? Yeah. Or do you think CD can break that and push the Cowboys as a top five in your power rankings towards like a Super Bowl push? The thing for me is I don't think CD needs to be that guy with the Cowboys just because of how diverse their offense is. And I feel like the now like the offense as a whole has a bit of a rapport because we've seen the the same faces the past couple seasons now of Dak, Zeke, Pollard, uh McCarthy's been there a few years now. C D uh Gallops, uh the tight end the mr yeah. white man i can't remember his name mr white tight end the yeah. one that doesn't do the gritty really weird you know that yeah tight end. yeah oh yeah the other white tight end yeah one of yeah. the three or four that are relevant yeah mr uh dalton schultz uh yeah, do you know like they've they've all been there for a while now and I feel like that offense has a rapport and it might be finally the Cowboys chance to make a run. That's why they're in my top 5. I think they have a shot at that possible playoff run. God, uh, but I hope I, not. Fuck the I, Cowboys. I, I like the Vikings pick as well though cuz I feel like uh, they are another team that has been in the scenarios where 
it's just one score that decides their fate in the playoffs. And uh, same with the Cowboys. I've seen them a lot of times where it's like one score decides their fate. And... Yeah, I like semi-agree with the Dallas pick because I think when they're winning a football game, they're one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL. Yeah. But I think that when they're losing a football game or if they end up in an overtime matchup against a team like the Vikings or the Eagles, that they they lose. Just because, even though they smashed the Vikings 30 to three the other week, even though they smashed the Vikings, um, give me a Saturday Kirk, hopefully <laughs> over the Cowboys. So, I mean, Kirk did it in primetime Thanksgiving, baby. Who knows? Look good. He He's looked real good getting too. three points. <laughs> Fucking Kirk Cousins, man. It's hilarious how bad he is in primetime compared to regular. Oh, if only like, have we seen Saturday Kirk? Like, I, I just want to wait and see that. when his game is played. If he's somehow playing Sunday at one, which I know won't happen, but if they can find a way to make it happen, Vikings are for alive. him. Please, <sighs> Minnesota, make it happen. Wow. So, oh, to go over your top five, I'm going my number five. Okay. So, Kyle, from one to five, let's hear it Eagles, Dolphins, Bills. Vikings, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs number five. Oh, I forgot you goodness. haven't put the Chiefs in there yet. Thank God. I was Gee, worried I they weren't going to be there. Chief, like I love Hear Andy Reid. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Travis Kelsey. I think they deserve to be in the top five. I just, again, like when I look at this top five, it has to be people that I think, like, there's such a wild card to me. It has to be a team that I think that in a in crunch time, in the fourth quarter with two minutes left on the clock or in overtime, can this team win a football game against the best team in football? Cause that's what you got to do to be in Kyle's top five. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I, like Mahomes has shown he can do it. Mahomes and Kelsey, they're both extremely talented and intelligent football players. But I think that when you match up Kansas city against some of these better defenses in the NFL that could realistically go and you know, put two to three guys on Travis Kelsey, who is making that play for you to go win a football game? Is it MBS? Is it Juju? Like, I don't feel comfortable. So like, you know, the ball is going to go to yeah. Travis Kelsey. So, and I mean, their defense is very young and they've played well. I just don't think they've played well enough to be better than someone like the bills or the dolphins in the AFC. Um, I think they're even going to struggle if they face a team like the Chargers or the Ravens in um, in playoffs because they just they're very one dimensional at this point where they're essentially relying on their playmakers to go make a play, um, which I think is is very it's it's gambling it's just risky. Yeah, but you're and gambling like, on Mahomes making the play, exactly. which is a good and that's why game. he has to be in my top five. I just I couldn't have him any higher because of that. Yeah, that's the thing. When you look at the roster, that to me, like it, the record doesn't match the roster because, like you said, it's very reliant on. You see Mahomes, Kelsey. Okay, that makes sense. But then the rest of their offense is a question mark. But somehow they find the win every time. So I think it's a scenario where they finally be like, they finally found like this is our strategy. We're gonna use it. Here are the players that work in our system and. 
it's just hitting their stride. It's a scenario where like I compare it to like the old school Spurs and the Tampa Bay lightning now where you've been a strong team. And now that you have been a strong team for a long time, you need to let go of some of your star players (laughs) and, uh, and finally rely on your system and the guys you have, and they need to step up because, that that's where you are as a team and so far i feel like the chiefs have had guys step up when they need to to win football games this year and transitioning from our power rankings those are our power rankings and they are officially official so deal with it let us know what you think if you don't agree you're wrong but do let us know what you think some wild tangents uh some um, great points though as well transitioning from that to mvp because you mentioned Mahomes. Yes. Before we get into the MVP, actually, though, never mind. I do want to say Mahomes, I believe, could easily become the best football player of all time. Right, guys? Agreed. Yep. At this point, it's clear to me that his talent is far better than any quarterback I've ever seen. The plays he's made is ridiculous. The creativity, too. Is he the MVP this year, guys? By rule, yeah. By rule? Okay. Okay, we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that. So you think yeah. Mahomes is the MVP? He's minus 160 on most sport books. Most sports books have them favored, for sure. I agree he is the MVP. As much as an Eagles fan I am, he is the MVP for me. He's thrown 300 yards in six straight games, Dan. You, you don't this disagree, right? 500 yards through and 12. <laughs> kind of like... Lot. Yeah, kind of like as we were mentioning before, too, like... You look at that offense and it's like Mahomes and Kelsey. And then the rest is like, how does this work? And it's and because, they put up 35 points. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's it's because Mahomes is a magician and Andy Reid is like such a good match with Mahomes where Andy Reid is a very creative coach. Mahomes is a very creative and intelligent quarterback. It's a, a match made in heaven, really, and it's beautiful to see happen on the field, almost backyard plays come to life on the football field and trick professional defenses and make them look silly. And Kyle, flipping you it, mentioned that. Flipping like, it off to the running back, little I, lobs. I mean, he does it all. He does it all. It's amazing. And to me, he is the MVP because of the way the rule is. It's a quarterback award, essentially. Unfortunately, yes. If you look at the past many winners, it's either quarterback or running back for the most part. To to win as a running back, you have to have (laughs) the most unreal year and no quarterback and have that too good of a year. Uh, Dan's choking on a beer. But Kyle, one thing we've had a chat about in the group chat that kind of prompted me to propose this discussion to have on the podcast, the MVP award, it certainly feels like a QB award. It felt this way, especially last year when Cup had an unbelievable wide receiver season. He was breaking records left and right, and he wasn't getting a sniff at the wide receiver or at the QB MVP award discussion. Yeah, um, as a wide award. receiver, the QB <laughs> award, I called yeah. it the MVP award. He wasn't going to sniff, even though he had 1900 yards and like 20 hundred touchdowns. Yeah, it feels like I every just, year there's that one of those guys that uh, 
why is are in they the discussion? Yeah, it why all, aren't they're they always in the discussion for MVP, but uh, because they're not a because they're not a quarterback, they <laughs> a they don't like they they don't get the uh, they don't get a fair look at it because they aren't at the position that people feel like they should be giving the MVP award to. Yeah, it's... sorry, you can go ahead and Kyle. Like, I mean, you you look at the Chiefs, and you guys talked about the unreal season that Mahomes is having. What about the unreal season that Travis Kelsey is having? Like, why isn't Travis Kelsey in the MVP conversation? He, like, Mahomes has thrown for 29 touchdowns. 12 of them have gone to Travis Kelsey already this year. Right. We've Take never Kelsey seen off the end. offense and tell me that Mahomes would be an yeah, MVP nearly candidate. It, he wouldn't be. Exactly. Like, you know, it, it's such a controversial topic and it always seems to go towards QB because I get it. Your team likely sucks if you don't have an answer for the QB position, but it's so overlooked the impact that you don't even see on the stat sheet from some of these guys like Travis Kelsey. Like you've seen Travis Kelsey go up to Mahomes in the huddle and say, you have to switch to this player. I'm going to run this route because this is the type of defense that we're seeing. Or you're seeing guys like Justin Jefferson get three guys lining up on one side of the field to cover him in ISO, which completely changes the way the rest of the offense runs. Like those are things you don't see on the stat sheet. And it's just, it's awful that, you know, we've never seen a wide receiver MVP. We've never seen a tight end. We've never seen a wide receiver MVP ever. Never, never, ever. And like last year we saw Cooper cup have one of the better wide receiver seasons in the past decade. We saw Jonathan Taylor have one of Jesus. the better running back seasons never, that we've seen since ever. 2012 AP. We've only ever seen two defensive MVPs. We've seen a handful of RB MVPs and we've seen one kicker MVP, which is wild to me, but <laughs> like we've seen the kicker MVP and we haven't seen a wide receiver or tight end, tight end MVP. Like how is That's that? a great point. Yeah. How is that possible? Like, you can't seriously tell me that you think that the Vikings would be whatever they are, nine and two without Justin Jefferson, or that the Chiefs would be uh, nine and two without Travis Kelsey. I get it. Mahomes is a great player and he deserves to be in that conversation. And the Chiefs wouldn't be nine and two without Mahomes either. But, like, can we talk about Kelsey a little too? Yeah, there should be so much more depth to this award instead of just the best quarterback award because it seems like every single year you look at the top five MVP candidates and they're all quarterbacks. Do you think the problem is the definition? Because this happens in a few other sports like NHL dialed into. I mean, I have a hockey podcast every week. I'm dialed into that. They have an MVP award and it often doesn't go to the best player. It goes to the most valuable player to his team, which I just think is kind of a bullshit, like semantics cop out for what the MVP should be. The most valuable player to me is the best player, even if he's on a good team, even if he doesn't affect the record the same way some other player might. I think the most valuable player should be the best player. And sometimes the best player isn't the quarterback, but it's hard to argue that the quarterback isn't the most valuable position. So it's this yin yang that people have because the MVP is discussed as the most valuable player. Should we change that to be most outstanding or should we have a best player award or do we just have that as the offensive player of the year award? I think that like, 
by definition, like a mo- uh, an MVP, like you can look at team MVP or you can look at league MVP, but regardless of which way you slice it, an MVP is the biggest difference maker to a team. Uh, I don't care if it shows up on the stat sheet in terms of receptions, yards, touchdowns, whatever it is. I think it's whoever, like you have a player like Justin Jefferson who doesn't even get MVP consideration, yet he changes the way a defense schemes around the Vikings. He's opening up plays for players like Thielen and opening up running lanes for Dalvin Cook. He's making Kirk Cousins look like a top 10 quarterback in the league. All week long, the defensive player. Right, all week long, the defensive coordinator of the other team. Are they talking about Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson? Yeah. And, and like, and that's the offensive side of the ball. Like I understand the offense is where people gravitate towards. It's the most exciting, but let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. We've seen yeah. Aaron Donald win like three time in a row defensive player of the year and not get MVP consideration. Like, not even close, yeah, not, not a nomination, yeah, not even considered. Yeah. Like he's not even on the list. When, not in the top 10, not top 20. He is a game changer for sure. I, I just think that the whole outlook of it, I understand how valuable a quarterback is, but it should be, you know, if you want to have a, a best player award and give that or best quarterback award and just leave that to quarterbacks, great. But there should be a lot more discussion around players that are making a big impact on their team. Like Tyler. How big of a difference has Darius Slay been to the Eagles? Oh my God. Absolutely a huge difference. He, I mean, he changes the defense even when he's not making plays. But you'll never hear his name talked about in any sort of MVP conversation. Even if oh, I said who's not. the MVP of just the Eagles, it would You'd be have Kurt, to consider it would be Slay, AJ though. Brown. You like, I mean, yeah, if you if we're having this conversation, but if I went and asked uh, 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 Rando, who are your ninety percent people say hurts, the and then AJ, it's all offensive players. It's not even like offensive linemen or tight ends. It's always just the number one receiver, maybe yeah. the running back or the QB. Yeah, it, it's hard because there's no gauge or statistic that you can go look at it just it literally takes people that are serious football heads that watch these games and go you know jj got held to two receptions for 27 yards but he was the reason that Thielen was able to go off for six receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown because you saw two corners and a safety all lined up on the left side of the field and justin jefferson was the only person over there and to your point kyle i'm just gonna read off the mvps like in order of how a Vegas brings them in odds to win Mahomes hurts Tua, Allen burrow, Jackson Smith, all quarterbacks. Right. And then they have Kirk cousins ahead of Justin Jefferson. You're telling me that That's Kirk shameful. cousins is more and valuable than Justin Jefferson and Geno Smith. Like, uh, yeah, don't even, I don't even know. Get out of that's so horseshit. It's not true. It's simply false. Like it's just not true. It's it's it needs to be changed. The MVP award needs to be looked at differently by these voters, by odds makers, and by us alike. I get that QB is the most valuable player award, but to your point, Kyle, I think Justin Jefferson this year has absolutely been a top five most valuable player in the league. And to have him not as a top five in voting is preposterous 
I 100 do you think agree. do you think having a quarterback of the year award would in any way make mvp like more possible for a wide receiver running back that's a great point i think totally it would i do that- because we've seen like it's very rare that the MVP wins offensive player of the year. Right. So if yeah. you diversify and add strictly a best quarterback award, it becomes in the, you know, discussion of these people that are deciding these awards, you know, okay, Mahomes won the best quarterback award. Are we putting him in the best QB? At least make some second guess it. Yeah, because exactly. You, you gave Mahomes an award for his 5,000 yard passing season. Great. Let's go give someone like fucking Justin Jefferson or Travis Kelsey or, you know, some of these defensive yeah. playmakers like Aaron Donald, some recognition Parsons, outside exactly. of just like a defensive player of the year award should not be the ceiling for a defensive player. We haven't seen a defensive player win MVP since Lawrence Taylor in like 1986 or something. And if you look at like the NFL top 100 voting, Aaron Donald's been voted the best player in the NFL how many times? And he's never gotten a top five yeah. MVP finish ever Brian. in his career. That's a shame. He's considered perhaps the best football player of all time. And he's never, ever, ever going to win MVP. Nope. Never going to happen. Kind of ridiculous. Crazy. Make, uh, uh, we'll, the we'll loose change podcast quick... demands for change. Yes. Change the <laughs> MVP we'll award. And break. not just the loose kind. Man. Okay. I'm getting fired up. Take a quick piss break. Let's take a quick piss break. We'll all pour another shot and continue this drinking episode. All right, boys. Shot number two. I don't have one, so I'm going to crush this beer. Ready? We're back. Let's do it. We're back. I want to die. Oh my god. Bottle's empty. Oh god. Whiskey is something else. Why do they even sell 50%? Why is this legal? <laughs> Stick to the normal like 35 or whatever. Oh. All right. MVP discussion. Yeah. Let's do it. Lean in MVP. Coming off of our discussion about how the MVP discussion is flawed, it's bullshit. We're bullshit, going into an MVP discussion. Our MV, yeah, our MVP <laughs> choices. Are are we following this flawed system, boys? Uh, Let's for do it, MVP man. picks, Tyler. Who's your MVP? I mean, we have to follow the flawed system as long as it's the system, which is flawed. Yes. However. An unflawed, flawed, whatever system you're looking at, Mahomes to me is the MVP regardless. He's so fucking good. Losing Hill, we kind of scared a lot of us in the preseason. He doesn't need Hill. He doesn't need anyone besides Kelsey. As long as he has his safety blanket, he will throw for 300 yards. He'll throw to backup tight ends you've never heard of, to fullbacks. It doesn't matter. Mahomes is clearly the MVP, even though I want Hurts to be, because I will be a rich, rich man. And a very happy Eagles fan. If Hurts were to win, he's second in voting behind Mahomes. But how can him, Tua, or anyone catch Patrick, Kyle? Uh, I'm going to tell you how. Tell me how. (laughs) That comes down to how they've taken care of the ball. 
Mahomes has eight interceptions on the year. Yes, he's passed a bit more than Hurts, but Hurts only has three interceptions on the year. And I think that, again, I'm going a little bit away from the super flawed bullshit system in saying that, like, I think Hurts provides more dynamic to his offense than Mahomes does. Mahomes is an excellent quarterback. He plays his position extremely well. Could be the best quarterback of all time. He very well could be. I just think that the way Hertz is playing right now is opening up so many options for the Eagles. He is making Miles Sanders look better. He is making their offensive line better. He is setting up their defense in a position to win them games because he's keeping them off the field. He's managing the football properly. He's not just going out and scoring on a big drive and then leaving his defense hanging out to dry. So as a team player, I'm taking Hertz because I, I truly think that he is the most valuable player to his team and therefore the most valuable player in the NFL yeah. playing for one of the best teams. That's the definition, right? His most valuable player yeah. to his team, right? Well, it's like, I mean, he's the most valuable player to the number one team in my rankings. So it's just, it's a no brainer to me. Dan, do you have Mahomes or Hertz as your MVP? Yeah, I have to agree with Kyle here, honestly. As wow. It's, ah. it's, it's such a tough choice. Are you a Eagles fan, Tyler? What the fuck? I don't even yeah, know. I might not be. What's going I, was, on? I was shocked. <laughs> Check uh, the jerseys in my closet. It is such a, a tough choice, the honestly, between these two guys because Mahomes, like we've gave him a lot of praise earlier. He's such a creative guy. He could go down as one of the most I think valuable... he is the most talented thrower of all time. Yeah, he could For yeah. Sure. And the one thing that's got me really big on Hurts this year is just his exponential growth from last season to this season because he showed flashes of brilliance last year, but this year I honestly been so amazed by how far he's come as just maturity wise on the field gameplay wise i mean dan in the offseason people were thinking oh if the eagles don't play too well this offseason they'll just draft a quarterback like, exactly people, that was the question and now all of a sudden this guy's a franchise guy yeah and yeah i like it already he's surpassed his td total from last year he's definitely on place to crush his his uh yardage total rushing uh, and passing yeah exactly and like kyle was saying he's a dynamic player he does have that rush that rushing edge to his game like you want from a modern day quarterback and I, mahomes has had his time in the zone it's it's hurts his time for that MVP, hell yeah baby the I eagles are what right. 10 the Eagles are what ten and one. No one, I didn't mm -hmm. expect that. They were good last year, like you said. They had their over under on wins was nine and a half going into yeah. the season. And it's like they had a satisfying season last year, and now they are contenders. When I don't think anyone had them at ten and one this point in the season. So I and like Hertz is that cog in the machine, and like that that key that 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 special piece that you need, and. They are like the probably one of the most consistent teams in the NFL. Like we said, like overall, they're very smooth, no chinks in the armor. Uh, but like, Hertz is almost the guy in that that armor, man. He's the guy that he catches the ball every play. 
And it's an yeah. RPO offense. The quarterback and is very important if, in RPO. If we're we're following this flawed system, like Hertz is the guy that has been making his offense run the best. And he's setting the you get the craziest records ever when you're watching the games. Like first ever quarterback to have this many passing yards and this many rushing yards in this point of the season or at this point of his career. Like he's literally every single time you watch an Eagles game, it's a new Jalen Hurts record. He is yeah. so underrated by the entire league going into the year. They're finally giving him some of his flowers. But to me, he's established himself as an upper echelon, like top five quarterback going forward. He is a top five most valuable quarterback, and he should be recognized for being one of the best players in the league this year. For sure. I hope yeah. you guys are right. Because I'll be a rich man if Hurst wins. But to yeah. me, Mahomes is just the <laughs> actually Lamar Jackson, guy. Though. Imagine. Hurst yeah. is the new like, Lamar, like I said in episode one. Mahomes is the favorite, but we're rooting for Hurts. For sure. Mark Ingram to the Eagles to hype up Jalen Hurts. That's all so I need. <laughs> he is such a good hype, man. Okay. MVP discussion done. It will be either Mahomes or Hertz. Some dark horses. I can't believe Allen is a dark horse at this point. But Josh Allen, Tua, maybe Joe Burrow. There's no re- no one really else in the discussion. But a funny discussion and an interesting discussion is comeback player of the year. If you look at the odds, it's Geno Smith. Why would anyone put anyone else besides Geno? Do you guys have any arguments? I think Saquon to me, is the best argument. Yes. To me, Saquon's the comeback player of the year. But, like, Geno Smith might be too. It's hard to say. Geno Smith, if you look at the rules of the comeback player of the year, there are none. So you can kind of just pick who you want. (laughs) So I think Geno Smith, maybe. It depends on if he leads me to a fantasy championship, selfishly. Yeah, Dan, who, who you got? Another NFL award where the criteria is very interesting, to yeah, say the least. To say the least. So, it, yeah. We were talking about before the pod, what is a comeback player of the year? Does he have to be injured? Does he not have to be injured? And I kind of like the storyline. I've been a Geno hater going into this season, but we were talking about it like he's He's pretty much come from the gutter and worked this his is way his first to... week one start since 2014, Dan. That's eight years yes. ago. Yes, and he's worked his way up and found his way back to his starting spot. I definitely doubted him because he showed no promise once he got to the NFL. But now, <laughs> but now he has proved me wrong every step of the way, and he's definitely a contender for a comeback of the year if you believe that you don't have to be coming off of an injury to win comeback player of the year, because it is a very cool story, the Gino story, but I also have Saquon as my front runner for comeback player of the year, because we've been talking a lot uh, about pieces of offenses that are very important to their team. And Saquon is one of those guys yeah, feel... Dan, you missed the RB discussion last week. We had a similar wide receiver discussion as to the RB discussion as the best RB in the league. And yes. Saquon was in the discussion for sure. 
we didn't settle on him as being the number one, but Kyle and I both agreed that he's a top three, top five guaranteed. Yeah. Maybe RPG if he had league. a bit of a better O-line. <laughs> Put him behind the, you switch him out with Miles Sanders. The Eagles would be already 16 and 0. They would have spotted them wins. Yeah. And <laughs> wins against the media. And I mean, <laughs> like, you take Saquon away from the New York Jets, and I've uh, sorry, the New York Tweet Giants that. always get the clip that up. clipping that, Dan. Yes, I'm just gonna don't. clip that and then put a clown Tweet mask that. around you. My, my very short podcast career has just <laughs> ended. Dan, we've loved voted. having you here. You're an official <laughs> yes. member, love, love you, but you've fit. been voted off the island, but <laughs> you're gone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was fun, uh, but it lasted. Yeah, so sorry. The, the we New call York you Giants. making love to the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you take Saquon away from the New York Giants, I just feel like that entire organization crumbles. And you know so, what? Depending on how the Seahawks do, if the Seahawks don't finish well, I think Saquon wins it. If Seal, if Seahawks win a lot through the next few weeks, Gino wins it. Yeah, simple as that to me. There's yeah. no one else in the discussion. Do you yeah, want to hear it. my take? Let's hear yes. it, Kyle. Yes, let's I'm hear gonna, it. I'm gonna put a third body in the discussion. Your po- oh, this podcast baby. is full of Kyle's terrible takes. Let's hear another one. It, it's all that's what this whole podcast is based around, honestly. <laughs> Travis ETN. Oh Whoa, man. the dark horse. Okay. I, it, it's a far-fetched take. Let's and I'll set it acknowledge up, set that it up, first and Why? foremost. We are not done the football season yet. Travis Etienne, since taking over when James Robinson got traded, has been one of the most valuable pieces to the Jacksonville offense. He's coming off basically missing his rookie year, missing the whole season after a preseason injury to his Liz Frank uh, and he's come out playing extremely well this year. I think that if he hits the ground running, continues to make the plays that he's been making, uh, if we see players like Gino or Saquon sputter at all, ETN gets firmly put in that conversation, especially if Jacksonville manages to make a bit of a push towards the end of the year. I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff push, but yeah, it's a very weak dish, division but... with like the Colts, um the texans uh they still have two sorry they have three divisional games left this season so they could easily finish like i don't know with eight wins seven wins yeah so i mean it's not out of the realm of possibilities that we see etn climb these rankings a bit he's currently uh from what i just looked at uh plus ten thousand odds to win it hammer Um, but i I think he's playing way better than that. Like, I don't understand. Like you look at someone like Saquon, he's been extremely valuable to his team coming off a season ending injury. It's the exact same thing for ETN. He's just not playing on a team. With he's a, been so good. good they traded away James Robinson, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think ETN could have a very good final couple of games to end off the regular season. And in turn that could lead to, you know, Maybe ETN gets a, a little bit more consideration in that conversation. Yeah, at least makes him a contender. Like you said, all it takes is a couple big games against those easy matchups, and all of a sudden he's in the conversation because he's had a solid year, right? So, and he's coming off of that big injury. So, 
I haven't had an amazing year. It's it's not super far fetched. It's a long shot, but I can see it happening in a certain timeline. Yeah, like I mean, Tennessee seven and four, India's four and seven, Jacksonville's four and seven. Jacksonville's remaining schedule: they have a game against the Lions, they have a game against the Titans, which is huge because they have an opportunity to win that game, set themselves up better for the division. Cowboys, Jets, Texans, Titans again. So they actually play the Titans twice, which being three games behind your division leader, if Jacksonville somehow beats the Titans and sweeps them in those divisional games, you're looking at a one-win differential. And Tennessee is going to have a a bit of a tougher schedule down the stretch. They play the Eagles, they play the Chargers, and they also play the Cowboys. So... I mean, if if the Jags somehow make a push to win this division, we got to talk about ETN as comeback player of the year. That's crazy that the Jaguars are actually in that discussion. That's how bad the division is. And, it's and you know what? It's so crazy that people were out on Lawrence after he was the number one prospect for so many years in college. He had Urban Meyer his first year. What was he supposed to do? Like, it's the NFL, and he got <laughs> Urban Myers' as first fucking coach? That's not even a rookie year. I'm considering this year as Trevor Lawrence's first year. No bullshit. I'm cutting him so much slack. That was such a fucking tire fire last year. Absolute no. bullshit that he went through. Trevor Lawrence, look out for him next year. I love Doug Peterson. Jaguars look like they play for him very well. They look like they want to run through a fucking wall for a Doug Pearson. I love the I love Jags the moving forward. Yeah, they're a team that uh, plays hard no matter what. Even if they're in a losing game, they're never letting up, even though they they might not necessarily have the win. Let's talk about OPOY, guys, the Offensive Player of the Year. It's We talked about the MVP QB discussion a little bit earlier. This is basically the non-QB award. Hey, who is the MVP that's not a quarterback? You get offensive player of the year, typically, because no one really considers defensive players ever. Who do you guys think it is? As I look at betting odds, it goes Tyree Kill, Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, and Mahomes will take away that. They won't win. So Hill... Jefferson, Diggs, Kelsey, Barkley. It'll likely be one of those four. Maybe Derrick Henry, too. So out of Hill, Jefferson, Diggs, Kelsey, Barkley, Henry, Kyle, who are you giving it to? I I have a hard time deciding between Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey. Uh, But I'm going to take Travis Kelsey because I think that down the stretch... Kelsey could put up some unreal numbers and finish with 20 touchdowns on the season. I think yeah. that he's the best tight end we've seen since, you know, like Tony Gonzalez. Um, he's a, a huge difference maker Robert to that Gronkowski offense. Gronkowski in his peak was like the best tight end? I, I love Gronk. I think that durability is a big part of that conversation as well, which is a, a conversation for another day. But, like, when you look at yardage totals, I mean, you can compare touchdowns, and Gronk is way up there. But you start looking at receptions and yardage totals, longevity, 
things like that. And not to mention the fact that like Kelsey played with players like Alex Smith for the first few years of his career and Gronk for had six Tom years Brady's of his career. life. Yeah. True. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot to be discussed, maybe on another pod, but yeah, Kelsey yeah, was think... a superstar before Mahomes was even on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Kelsey has the highest possibility of getting to the the front of this race just based on the offense that he plays in we've seen over the past couple weeks like he's been like a multiple touchdown scorer and i don't think that that's going to stop because you're you're seeing mahomes start to realize like you know mbs is dropping touchdown catches juju's getting hurt who am i going to rely on my fucking boy travis kelsey he's going to win me fantasy playoffs i don't care uh so kelsey all the way and Justin Jefferson's a close second for me just because I, I think that he's a better player. But And the odds you can get Kelsey at are great too. Like Because he, he definitely isn't the favorite, but I think he does have a shot just because of how important he is to the Kansas City offense. And like maybe if like Mahomes wins MVP, then they give the offensive player of the year to Kelsey kind of thing. 12 uh, touchdowns for 12 weeks is not something to be overlooked. And the Chiefs have already had their buy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and like, why not throw like, well, I don't know, 10 bucks down on Travis Kelsey at plus 1600? Like, plus 1600? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, tell my boss to put my next paycheck on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an absolutely great bet, Kyle. I think more than one 16 times Kelsey wins it. So, but like, that's how you work it out, right? Yeah, that's a great one of those, bet. Yeah, one of those fun futures to just throw down and be like, "Hmm, if I maybe if this works out, then uh, what sports book is that on, Dan?" I was just looking at a. I had a covers dot com open. That's my guy. Covers dot com is actually so clutch for that. Yeah, we'll get oh, into odds the betting courtesy segment of, of DraftKings. Yeah, there you go. I think Kelsey is a great bet for me. The offensive player of the year is Stefan Diggs. And we saw it a little bit Thursday night against Buffalo. Man, this guy's averaging 100 yards a game, and he's catching touchdowns left and right. I love Stefan Diggs. I have him in three of my four fantasy leagues, and it's been a goddamn treat. Like, this guy is so good. And let's be honest, the Bills outside of Diggs at wide receiver, I am not excited about Gabe Davis. He's a great deep threat. I can game plan against a deep threat. Diggs, you can put him short, medium, or high. I have no idea how to cover the fucking guy. He's so yeah. good. And Diggs is my offensive player of the year. You can get him at plus 1,400. Similar to Kelsey, I love these guys as long shots. They're somehow long yeah. shots. And I, to me, Diggs and Kelsey have been the offensive players of the year behind Justin Jefferson and Tyree Kill. Dan. Who do you have as your O-P-O-Y? Yeah, I was a bit uh, disappointed here that there wasn't a bit more Tyree Kill talk here because I think it is a, a bit of a two-man race probably just yeah. if we're... Between if I'm thinking Hill about, and who? Jefferson? Personally, I think it's probably going to be Jefferson because I have it. It hurts as my MVP. If Hurts doesn't win MVP, then I think he's definitely offensive player of the year. Just you know, because they usually don't give both. Oh, you think that person. could work out, eh? So yeah, like, yeah. So if Mahomes don't... wins, oh, yeah. Oh shit. So if Mahomes wins MVP, I could see Hurts winning OPO. 
why but hurts is winning MVP. what do you think of that kyle if if that were to happen let's say in a world mahomes wins mvp do you would you put your vote on hurts to win opoy or do you give it to a wide receiver <sighs> like jefferson hill I, I still think that they they give it to a positional player like a, a wide receiver tight end. I think at that point Kelsey probably doesn't get it, and it goes to someone like Hiller Jefferson. So the Eagles uh, will Oregon. finish fifteen and two, and Hertz won't f- win any award. It's possible. I mean, it ultimately depends. I think how Hertz gets it done. If Hertz finishes with like like how many rushing touchdowns does he have right now? Like eight. eight? Eight. So wow, I was spot on. Look at me go. You um, <laughs> if he finishes with like I looked at fifteen it rushing three times a day, <laughs> like it's if bad. he finishes with like fifteen rushing touchdowns, like he just goes ballistic running the ball himself towards the end. I think you have to put him in that conversation. Whereas if he, you know, has a couple of rushing touchdowns and primarily airs it out, it becomes less about hurts and more about the offensive weapons around him. And then you start to see guys like Kelsey, who's going to finish with like 16 plus receiving touchdowns, take the cake over hurts. But how many like players, I know I picked Mahomes before in the MVP, but I'm just such a big fan. And I want to fight my battle here. How many players have ever led their team? So like 15 and two, 16 and one. I know the 17 game schedule is new, but how many t- players have led their team to a one or two loss season and not won MVP? Wins and losses, people treat that as a quarterback stat. If, sure. if he finishes 15 and two, which the Eagles could very well do. Man, like, do you not just give it to the guy? At least you give him the OPOY, if not the MVP. Hmm. Yeah. And like, it's sorry. Go ahead, Dan. And like I would mention before, when I was talking about Hertz, uh, I just like his improvement too, like in the offensive numbers, like he's far surpassing his totals from last year. So, as offensive player of the year, I feel. Like, if he doesn't win MVP, I feel like that's uh, a good point as to why he should win Offensive Player of the Year is just because of his uh, vast improvement on his numbers uh, from last year. How about DPOY, guys? This is an award that I don't think gets enough respect. This is very important. I get the offensive play of the ball. The offensive part of the ball is very exciting and very fun to talk about. But defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons is minus 1,200. It's like not even close. The second closest is Bosa and Judon at like plus 14 to 1,600. Why is Micah Parsons that good? And should he maybe be considered for MVP? Do you guys consider Micah Parsons as the DPOY? I'd like to see Bosa's odds before and after uh, his highlight from last weekend. You think that made a big difference? <laughs> Maybe there was a little bit of a jump after that uh, <laughs> that clip on viral. But, bro, I, I can't... Parsons had a great week last week, too. He had yeah. like a fumble recovery, a fumble, a force fumble, a couple sacks, minus 1,200 for the guy. Yeah, it's hard to argue. This is one of those races where it's – you can pick those underdogs, but I think it's pretty clear that why he's the favorite this year. He's just having 
somehow a better his best year out of many great years when he's healthy. Kyle, is Micah Parsons the best defensive player in the NFL? It's definitely his race to lose um, just because of how versatile he is as a defensive player. Like, I mean, we're seeing him make plays all over the football field, which it, it, it gets overlooked, right? Like, I mean, everyone is a stat guru and pays attention to that stuff. And like, I mean, Micah Parsons is a freak in the stat sheets as well. Um, but I, I just really a think freak that, in the sheets and the freak yeah. in the stat sheets. <laughs> freak in the that. Stat sheets. Uh, it's, it's really hard to say. Cause I think that these final couple of weeks are going to be a difference maker in this race. Uh, yeah, as much as the odds exactly. don't really point to that. Um, I'm just pulling up Micah Parsons stats here. I so, mean, Parsons, look at them. They're pretty fucking good. Like, they represent like, why he's the favorite. Like, you look at, like, the odds for someone like Max Crosby, who... He's fourth in odd voting. He's fourth in odd voting, but his odds are, like, plus 2,500, which is a huge jump but he's from not on a Parsons great team, Kyle. minus 1,200. And that's what it comes down to, unfortunately. And, like... This is where, again, I have issues with the way that they structured these awards. You know, we're not looking for, is Crosby the most valuable defensive player on a good team? I want to know who the best defensive player in the fucking league is. I don't care if their team is 0-17. I want to know who the best defensive player is. And someone like Max Crosby has been unreal he's put up 10 and a half sacks which is already a career best for him in a season so far Micah Parsons is ahead of him and I, I won't take that away from Parsons but I do think that down the stretch we could see Crosby get like he's played a, an amazing couple of games over the past few games um, I was just looking at it he has like four sacks over the past three games and I think that that's just going to continue to carry on so he would be my dark horse candidate to win that and it'd be kind of boring if all three of us just kind of went out and said yeah micah parsons the minus 1200 will win so i agree <laughs> like let's let's talk about the players that could win it that's not parsons yeah. i think judon has established himself yep. as like no. the contender man like judon's so good he gets a forced Fuck, fumble or a sack every single week if not a couple I like even against the Bills, he got a fumble reception and a sack or sorry, and a QB hit. He's always in the face of the quarterback. I think Matt Judon for the Patriots, you take him off that team. Where are the Patriots right now? It's a huge difference. It's at least a win or two. I'm telling yeah. you, Matt Judon to me is the number one dark horse behind Mega Parsons for a DPOY. Dan, tell me who is your DPOY? Is it ours? Is it Parsons? And if not, Who's your second place? I think I just have to go with uh, Nick Bosa here. Yeah. And the easy explanation is play the highlight from last week. He was so good. What did he do last week to sum it up for the audience? Um, He had one of those situations where it looked like he knew the snap count and he just, I don't know how he timed it as perfect as he did. Like, it looked like he was offside, but he wasn't. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, this man jumped. No, he did not. No, he didn't. And he 
made it look like everyone else was on the field. Everyone else on the field was in slow motion and he was running in regular time and he sacked the quarterback in one of the most important times you could sack the quarterback. And uh, he's just been one of those really high impact players on the field this year. And if we're going with dark horses, he's just one of those guys where you look at him play, he makes the big plays and he's finally healthy this year too, which is nice to see him actually play a full healthy season. feels like it hasn't been a while since we got to see Nick Bosa play a full season. So I think he's just had like a, a really strong season and, most of my explanation for picking him as a dark horse is play that highlight, man. Play that highlight. And yeah. we'll get into what? the rest of the like awards, the coach of the year, or even like we'll Which discuss the most about. passing yards and all that next week. But I want to move past the awards, which are interesting, and move straight into our bet stamps, bets of the week. Cue the music. Fucking love that song. Great yes. tune. Love our music. Banga. So our bet stamps bets of the week. So bet stamp is an app. If you guys haven't heard our last few episodes, download our the favorite app. app. It's our favorite app. It's by a mile. Download bet stamp. It shows you the best the referral odds. code. It's loose change. Go to the referral code. Who sent you here? Code loose change from the loose change podcast. We sent you there and we let you know that this is the place where you find the best odds to for your best bets. And I'll tell you our best bets right now, man. I fucking love George Kittle. His over. We're recording this at a time that is unfortunate because I found the odd at 40.5 yards at some point earlier today. I bet Great it. Honest. I bet my whole account on FanDuel, which was where it was at. And <laughs> at this point, they've already raised the yards to 45 because they saw that I bet it and they got fucking nervous. But either way, George Kittle is my bet of the week. His over yards is 45 yards on most sports books. Check it out. Find the best bet on BetStamp for your odds. That way you can win some money. George Kittle is my bet of the week. Why do you guys not want to bet George Kittle? I mean, the guy is playing against Miami, who's a 30th ranks tight end. San Fran has to throw a little bit. They're playing against a good team. Give me one good reason why George Kittle shouldn't hit the over. You can't. I I love it. I think that more often than not, that Kittle is probably going to hit this. Um, my biggest setback with it is it just really feels like they haven't been willing to feature Kittle as much as I would personally like over the past few weeks uh, we've seen over the past five weeks he's only surpassed that uh, once when he put up 84 yards against Arizona but it does seem like Kittle likes to take advantage of these good matchups we've seen him you know go off against Atlanta and Kansas City and Arizona Miami has struggled against the tight end position. They suck so I, I do think dude. that, um, you know, Kittle's going to be a game breaker down the stretch for you fantasy players out there. And I, I do think that he should have, 
you know, 60 yards or so. Uh, yeah. This upcoming and week. let's yeah. look at the yards against the teams. I'm going to go through teams where in fantasy, they're ranked as the bottom half, just the bottom half of the league that George Kittle has played. Atlanta, 83 yards. Chiefs, 98 yards. Chargers, 21 yards. They were up pretty big that game. Arizona, 84 yards. If you're giving me 40 fucking yards, 43 and a half on most books, using BetStamp, I see that you can get it at 43 in some places, 46 in others. I'm using Betway at 43.5, minus 115. George Kittle over yards is an absolute lock. If you find an alternative lock at plus 60 yards, plus 70 yards, absolutely hammer it i've never been so fucking sure of something it may just be the drinking episode that we're doing but george kittle over <laughs> yards is an absolute goddamn hammer kyle hit me with a better fucking bet than george kittle over yards i bet you can't i bet you i can do it. um aj brown's gonna score a tutty this week in his revenge game against the wow Titans. i can't believe you just beat me that's a better bet <laughs> we kind of talked about it earlier and we looked at like the yards and receptions and like aj brown's really kind of missed the ball on a couple of these he's struggled to get over that five reception mark on a lot of games he's had a lot of games sub like 60 yards receiving but one thing this man has not missed out on is scoring touchdowns he scored a touchdown in like five games this season He's playing against his former team. Tennessee is known for their run defense, but not for their pass defense. And I fully expect that the Eagles are going to have to air it out in what should be a really good AFC game. Um, you can get this uh, on a, a couple of different platforms at plus 130. So FanDuel and PointsBet and even Bet99 have it at plus 130. Draft three six five have it at plus 120. Yeah. Uh, so that that's where I would probably like. I'd probably take it over to FanDuel or PointsBet. There's two platforms that I personally really enjoy, um, and I'm hammering that. Like AJ Brown's gonna score against his former team this week, dude. Revenge game. You give me a revenge game ever. I'm hammering. I don't give a fuck what sport, what position, what anything. AJ what about Brown Deshaun scoring Watson against the Browns or against the Texans. See. I, I'm going to make an official statement, a loose change statement, blanket statement. We are against we sexual hacked. assault and we don't do not approve of Voldemort either. We're big Harry Potter guys. We don't like Voldemort. And in this situation of football, Deshaun Watson is Voldemort. I hate even saying the name. So absolutely fuck Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Can't believe it went the way it did, but the NFL continuously disappoints me. You know how hard it's been to try to trade him in Dynasty, Dan? It's been impossible. No one will take him. Yeah, no one wants to touch him. I tried to trade for him in my Dynasty League. How'd that go? It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Well, good for you. You won. Any other best and bets of the week you guys want to hammer? Dan, mm. you're the parlay king. T- tell me you have a yes. winning parlay for this. I may not have a parlay this week, just so I can uh, use the way of bet stamp. I decided to uh, 
look at an anchor for your parlays this week. Someone you can okay. rely on. A guaranteed and, lock. Yes. So when you're waiting for that last green check mark to hit, you know that it's coming through for you. Fuck and, uh, yeah. Th- that week, th- this week, it's uh, going to be the Cowboys over the Colts. Uh, and I found them on BetSafe on the BetStamp app at a minus nine and a half at one, minus 109. Uh, what other odds are you getting on that? Uh, everywhere else is starting to creep up at a ten and a half. So okay, get in, get in at nine and a half while you can build that parlay. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Right, that ten points, uh, that ten point range can be uh make or break. Right, so get them while you can. Make that a uh, parlay on BetSafe, uh, and use the BetStamp app. Um, go lose change. Yes, code loose change. Um, yeah. So when you're, once you all all your green check marks have hit from the one p.m. the four p.m. games, you know that green check marks coming through for the eight o'clock game because the Cowboys got you covered uh, Sunday night this week. Hell yeah, brother! And those are our Hell bet Sam yeah. bets of the week. Hit the George Kittle over. Hit Dan's Cowboys anchor in all of your parlays. And Kyle, I love the Chargers against the Raiders this week too. Yeah, the Chargers Ooh, against the yeah. Raiders. What is it? Plus They're, one. The the Raiders are favored in this game. Wild. So absolutely Wild. hammer the the Chargers money line. Um, I think it's a no brainer. Honestly, I don't even have to explain it. Yeah, you don't have to explain it. And I had on our pre conversation t- topic list. For us to talk talk about Deshaun Watson, but you know what? Okay. I'm getting to the point. Yeah, we're at this point of the drinking episode where fuck Deshaun Watson. I don't give a fuck. Fuck, fuck that Deshaun guy. Watson. Go Houston. Houston's covering another Bet Stamp bet of the week. Hell Thank yeah. you, Bet Stamp, for winning us all of this money. Download Bet Stamp and compare your odds with all the sports books you have. DM us if you have any questions. Bet Stamp has actually won me so much fucking money. So download the app, Bet Stamp. Kyle, it's time for us to wrap up the podcast. It's been a great drinking episode. How would you rank yourself out of 10 on the drunkness scale? I'm a six. I'm a solid seven. Danny, how are we feeling? Yeah, I was going to go like the six, seven range, somewhere in between there. It's been a hell of a time. There we go. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) next episode we'll get to an eight or nine. But let's finish this episode with a bang. Kyle hit me with a joke. Oh, man. I woke up in the hospital this morning from a peekaboo really? accident. A peekaboo they accident? Me- peekaboo accident. They put me in the ICU. Come on. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? This motherfucker. 